0: You're listening to the official Ankeny Community School District podcast, We Are Ankeny, where we're sparking conversations about all things Ankeny schools. Hey, Ankeny, a few episodes ago, we talked about the strategy behind the maintenance and upgrades we make to our buildings this episode, we are doing a deep dive into, into two specific projects in the district. The first is the renovation and a repurposing of the historic Neblin Center and the construction of our newest elementary building. Joining me today once again is Dr. Darren Hawk, our assistant superintendent, and Tim Simpkins, director of operations and construction. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So both Tim and Darren are Ankeny graduates. Go Hawks. That's right. And together are working hard and smart to keep our facilities in the best shape possible. And so last time we touched on what we do as a district to provide the same experience to our students in our newer buildings than in our original, more seasoned buildings. And so, Tim, can you refresh our memories on how that's possible? So if I'm a student, a parent that has a child that attends East you know how how are they getting that that the same physical experience at East and they do at Heritage, one of our newest newer buildings. Um,
1: like we talked last time, uh, we did a district wide facility audit back uh, six eight years ago, and we redid it uh, this year on how to keep our older buildings up to speed with our newer buildings. Um, our standard classrooms are basically um, close to the same size district wide. Uh, no matter if it's elementary, sec- secondary, uh, with the same amount of ability to have the the same amount of kids in each classroom, and we outfit them with the same furniture in each classroom. We've been working really hard towards that. And um, when I started in 2013, we... Or 2012 and 13, we were we had been working on some, mostly taking our older buildings and redoing the common spaces, uh, the, the lunchrooms, the gyms, the media centers, and kind of bringing them up to what the standard at that time at Prairie Trail Elementary was. So the size of the gym, the size of the music area, the size of the media center, and the, the lunchrooms. Can you talk, we didn't talk about this last
0: time, but can you talk about how we maintain um, during the summer and during the, sc- the course of the school year, h- how do we keep the the buildings clean? Um, as far as stripping floors or if we, do we still strip floors and wax floors? how do we do that?
1: Uh, we have uh, the custodians are 12 month employees, and so over the summer, we have scheduled uh, stripping and waxing. We have scheduled uh, checklists for all of our classrooms. Uh, what I've tried to do with the custodians since I took over about a year and a half ago was uh, we're gonna guarantee that every classroom, every room in the district gets deep cleaned once a year whether that's over spring break, Christmas break, or during the summer, uh, which most of it happens in the summertime. And uh, some of it probably happens twice because I know that the custodians um, want their buildings to look as clean as possible. So when they do it over spring break and they do it over Christmas, uh, I have a pretty good feeling that they redo it again in the the summertime. We have set up uh, to try to be more efficient. We have set up a district uh, employee that goes from building to building on a a heavy-duty commercial stripping machine that goes in and strips the wax down, and we we re-wax most of our buildings over the summer too. So can you tell our listeners what we mean by deep cleaning? Uh, We go in and do the carpet extracting. We dust every light. We uh, scrub every countertop. We we wipe down the chairs. We take the lunchroom tables outside and power wash them. Okay. And so a wholesale um, detail, I would say, if you hit your car detailed, we detail every classroom in the district. Wow. Mm-hmm. So a big shout out to all of our custodians yeah. um,
0: out in the district. Really appreciate everything that you do for our students uh, year round, yeah. actually. And so um, but with both of you being um, graduates of Ankeny Community School District and Tim, if I understand it right, you actually went to school in Nevlin. Yeah. And so can you give us a little history about the Nevlin Center?
1: The Nevlin Center, when I was going to school in the 70s here, it was totally a school. Okay. Uh, there was actually was another building to the north of here, I believe, that was an elementary school that got, dis- got blown down in the tornado, or they didn't repurpose it after the tornado went through. And I'm not sure what year that was. Um, but this was in the 76, 1976 Ankeny graduates actually graduated from Northview. They're the first graduates from Northview. So from 76, on into the 80s, this was a seventh and eighth grade building. Okay. Um, at that time, Parkview Middle School was a middle school. It was actually the ninth grade building. And it, I believe, and Darren can help on this one a little bit, there was actually some overflow in some of our elementary. So we had some portables over there. And we may have had some elementary students going to Parkview at the time, too.
0: Wow. And so, Dr. Hall, can you tell me our and our listeners about um, our decision around renovating versus just demolishing the Netherlands center and just building a a new building. Absolutely.
2: So, um, for a number of years now, we've been, uh, out, we have outgrown the the current district office um, with the number of, of people that we have working um, at district office and and so we were studying what our best options were um, and it came down to trying to purchase some land and looking at the construction costs of, of building new and then we also looked at what it would cost to to uh, basically strip down the interior of the Nevlin building and build from scratch inside of there and and we found found it to be much more cost effective for us to to renovate that space um, than to try to build new construction somewhere. And it allowed us to kind of capture some of the history of the district to reuse things like, you know, the, the boardroom floor is going to be the floor that, that used to be the gym when that, mm. when that building was a school. Um, but it, it provides us the space that we need for all of the offices. It saves the taxpayers some money and it allows us to, to keep that connection to the history of Ankeny.
0: And so because we've been working on this for almost a year, where did all of the different departments within central office go?
2: we had to be really creative here over the, over the past year. So, um, when uh, when we transitioned the Terrace Elementary to Terrace Learning Center, um, we actually purposefully uh, built one of those pods out to be a, a community pod, so a pod that wasn't going to be used at least initially for, um, for our preschoolers. And so um, we had uh, our business department, for example, ended up using that space. Um, we also used some of the space that we had built into um, the Orbis Center, the old YMCA for, uh, for those of us who who are longtime Ankeny residents. Um, We built some offices into that Orbis Center space. Our academic team, ended up there. And we've had a couple of different uh, groups that have had to kind of spread out to different areas of the, of the district where we have a, a room or two where we could build a, a temporary office until we can all move back together here in the middle of this school year.
0: So I can just imagine because unfortunately, I wasn't here during the planning phase of this. And so Tim, how long does it take to plan a re- plan a renovation like this?
1: I think the initial planning steps were four to five years ago. Wow. Uh, Dr. Kempston, uh, Matt Adams, Jody Graham, were now we're, were a big part of that original planning, and yeah. and then the, the the started snowballing. And how are we going to historify our hundred year old building? And once we started having those conversations, and uh, we brought in three different architects at that time, and we chose one really because of their. A knowledge of doing that kind of work. They're actually, OPN Architects out of Des Moines is actually in a hundred and some year old building downtown Des Moines and it's kind of similar to what we're doing and going, taking it all the back to the bare bones and putting it back but not putting all the walls the way they were previously but kind of trying to open up that and there's going to be a couple of rooms over there that are going to actually have the original hundred year old brick inside the, cl- inside the office areas. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so um, we brought the windows back to the hundred year old look. Um, I, I might have jumped the gun a little bit on the question here, but uh, we've kind of really, really tried to make the hundred-year-old building as the focal point of the whole project.
0: Yeah, and so um, what I know of about the initial phases of the of the construction is that the the building was almost like a time capsule. I, I remember you walking me through, and we found some old newspapers and so you no, know, what have we found or you know what are we doing with those things that we find in in the building
1: so the old newspapers i did find they they were there must have been a remodel i know there was a remodel or an addition in the 60s because most of those were dated in the early 60s and i had them in my office and we all looked at them and we all enjoyed reading them and i actually turned them over to the historical society wow okay and so um and then i we we found some uh, uh, old um Uh, pictures drawn or an old old picture that was drawn by an Ankeny resident over there, and I turned those over to Historical Society. Um, And and part of the design of the building as we come into the board area will be to have some trophy cases. So we'll be able to see some of the history of Ankeny and display some of that. I think the front office will actually have a rendering or a – a visual of the 1921 picture of the Ankeny Community School District, which would probably have been the whole Ankeny Community School District. <laughs> that'll be up on some uh, translucent wall, a wall that'll bring out some light behind it.
0: And thank you very much. And so with any project construction project, you know, we, we run into speed bumps. And so what have been some of the, the biggest challenges over the past year with regards to getting this project started
1: uh, we the big one of the biggest challenges was we've we've had some environmental issues which we knew were going to come and um, within Ankeny schools when we see that environmental issue uh, we we get rid of we abate it we get rid of it um, there are some other issues basically with the constructability of the of the 1920 building um, The ductwork in your house and my house is made out of tin. The ductwork in those in a 1920 building came through the floor and up the walls. Okay. So there were some spaces underneath the floor that had to be literally filled in. It wasn't the bearing areas, but there was. And there was one time, there was a coal chute in the back of the building. There's still some coal remnants down in what was the original coal room, and they pushed all the warm air. They obviously didn't have air conditioning. They pushed the warm air through the building through the ductwork, which was some of the walls are two foot two foot deep, two foot wide.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so uh, Darren supporting Tim and his work, you know, what are you most proud of?
2: Oh, I, I think that it's going to be, um, something that our whole community can be proud of when they see this building done. And they, they realize that we've maintained that connection back to, to the history. I think, um, you know, we, there are a lot of folks that, that may have gone to school um, in the Nevelyn Center that are going to be able to go in and see a completely new building but still have a connection to it. That building um, has been the home to community engagement for a number of years, and so there have been a lot of community members that have gone through that building, um, either volunteering, uh, utilizing services, taking classes there. And so it's a chance for us to, to remember where we came from and, and still look to the future. Tim, what's going to be
0: in the new building?
2: Uh, in the new Neveland Center will be yes. um, all of
1: all of our um, admin departments. Okay, um, there will be some constr- so be some meeting rooms. Uh, there will be some things where we'll, we'll have the ability to not leave the building. I should say. <laughs> so if if you have a ninety person, if you have a ninety person meeting, there's a r- there'll be room for that. There's a training room. The boardroom will yeah. be. Um, the boardroom will be just a little larger than the last boardroom. We'll have the ability to have um, large, large board meetings because of what we're doing with the technology to utilize other spaces in there. Um, there'll be a board chambers. Uh, there's, it's just going to be all of us in one place, which we haven't had since I've been here. At When I wow. started here, uh, Academic Services was actually over at the Annex, <laughs> which has gone through two trans- transitions since then. And then it seems like when we move somebody here, then somebody moves out. Um, yeah. our, our some of our departments have been somewhat nomadic, yeah. <laughs> and and our food service department, for instance, is in their third building in three years. But but everybody's seeing at the end of the day that in. 2023, we're all going to be in the same building. We're all going to be able to walk down. If i want to talk to Scott Litchfield, I'll walk down and see Scott Litchfield. I don't have to go find him in a different building. Right. I think so, there's
2: also going to be some great spaces to welcome folks that are new to Ankeny, uh, places to come in and, and register uh, students to get help with, uh, you know, what do I need to know about coming into the Ankeny school? So it's it's going to be a much more welcoming space for our community than, than what we currently have.
0: So between the two of you, I'll, I'll let you decide who's going to answer this question, because this is the million-dollar the question okay (laughs) when can we move in
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's tim's last that's my department Um, (laughs) we wanted to move in in october november we knew we were going to run into some hiccups during um, i've said since day one january of 2023 the last date on the uh, the big schedule was we take over january of 20 january 4th of 2023 okay barring any other hiccups barring any other supply chain issues um things are starting to be put back together. The sheetrock starting to go on the walls. It looked like it was kind of running stagnant for a while. Yeah. But there's a lot of the utilities, a lot of the plumbing, and a lot of the stuff that's inside the walls that was getting done while we, as we walked through it, and saw the same picture day after day.
0: You know, that's 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 really good news for uh, all all everyone in our community. Yeah. So I'm I'm really looking forward to January 4th. I'm gonna hold you to it. To it. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's talk about the the new elementary school. And so we've been calling it Elementary Number 12. Uh, when uh, will it have a name, and how will it get get its name, Darren?
2: So um, all of our new buildings, new construction, uh, we go through a process where we invite community members to be a part of a a naming committee. Um, And so that team will get uh, get to work here in this coming school year um, and they will go through a process to uh, to brainstorm lots of names and then work down to a final name that then can be proposed to our school board to to vote on. And then when will it open? It's scheduled to open in the fall of 2024.
0: And so, Tim, what stage of construction um, are we in right now with elementary number 12? The
2: underground utilities are done. If you
1: drive by there, you're starting to see some walls go up. They, they kind of built the building in uh, sections, A, B, C, and D. So you'll start to see... Um, the kindergarten first grade wing or the first or second third grade wing being built way way before a different wings that way they can start getting the other trades in there but uh there's walls going up right now i think it's the gym wall that's going up the underground utilities are done uh the city is the street to the north is done to the corner mm-hmm. um and then then you'll start i think in the fall you'll see the parking lot go in Wow! Just so we'd like to get the parking lot in, so we get people off the streets, and and could be good neighbors and good stewards to the neighbor neighborhood over there.
0: Absolutely. And so, uh, th- there's been a steady progression in the design of our schools over the years. And so, can you tell our listeners how Elementary Number Twelve is going to be similar to uh, to our most recent schools, Rock Creek and Heritage, and how might it be different from those two schools?
1: I can go all the way back in the history of the, yeah. the East Elementary and Northwest Elementary were the same footprint. Okay, Terrace Elementary and Southeast Elementary were the same put, footprint. Uh, Crocker Elementary and National Ridge Elementary, built in the early 2000s, were the same footprint. Uh, I came on board. We opened up Prairie Trail Elementary and had that footprint. And then when we did Rock Creek Elementary, we used a similar footprint. If the building's working, uh, let's keep using it. We, and then we had both of those buildings done. And they were four-section elementary schools. And through the work of the administration team at that time, it was how do we make the neighborhood school bigger and how do we do that with the academic side of things also. And 800 students was our number. Mm-hmm. So we, we added on four classrooms on Rock Creek and a Prairie Trail at that time to bring them up to an 800-student full five-section elementary school, which Darren could talk more about the special side of that and the gym and the music teachers and those teachers that they could teach a full- Day at that at their home school, mm-hmm. and so we took those that footprint and it was working. So we made Heritage Elementary a full um, eight hundred, a full five section elementary also, and used that footprint but changed it a little bit so we could keep all five sections a kindergarten in the same area and incorporate uh, the special ed programming in that building also. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we've changed it a little bit from. We always keep looking at the building and, and want to know what we can do better. Right. And what, what and try to be fiscally responsible. There were some things that were in Prairie Trail when before all of us that were put into Prairie Trail that weren't really used that often. So obviously when we built Rock Creek, we didn't put those in there. So we try to get together with the user groups. We yeah. try to get together with the principals and have some pre-construction meetings with the we call it with the user groups and what's working well what's not working what don't we need what do we need to add and let the group that comes pre-construction together to help to make those decisions
0: so one of my one of my biggest nightmares um, is around design and so who will be choosing colors furniture all that stuff because I, I'm, I'm typically black gray <laughs> white and keep it simple
1: <laughs> so it won't be uh, any of the three of us on this podcast so so um, I, we work we work with the architect with the interior decorator I get input um, I got actually got some input on this one from they bring a, a color scheme in I got some input from Sarah Murphy on this one okay we got some input um, originally I can't remember who was on the Nevlin Center but I don't I don't pick colors either so okay. typically we'll get somebody at the building okay or um, a lot of work has gone in lately to the leader and me projects in our in our classroom in our hallways and in our classrooms uh, and adding a lot of color to our hallways and then also on the safety side of things is being able to identify hallways. Um, so uh, that's coming into play a little bit. We used to be pretty neutral, okay, but um, you, we want to be able to identify the wings and right. we want to be able to identify that and use the color schemes and to identify the wings. Darren, how
0: can we see the progression of the construction for both Nevlin and elementary number 12?
2: Yeah, the, uh, we have a a great camera that has been installed over by the new elementary school and we have pictures on our website that, that allows, uh, people to kind of track the progress, um, on there. Um, we're looking forward to, um, Tim says January 4th. So we're looking forward to being able to, to invite, uh, the community in to see, um, what that looks like. And we'll certainly have pictures on the website that, that show, uh, some before and after of, of, uh, um, that building, um. And and uh, again, how it's going to be utilized for us into the future.
0: And so, for our, our families and students that are on social media, you know, please uh, regularly check Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and our website for the progression of both Nevlin and Elementary Number Twelve. And so, also um, uh, looking forward to January Fourth for the Nevlin Center, and then. 2024. When can we expect to have uh, any type of ribbon cuttings for uh, these two buildings or open houses for uh, the two buildings?
2: Well, um, I, I can say that we will have that uh, ribbon cutting ceremony um, sometime in the late summer of 2024 as we open up uh, the, whatever we're calling the new building, uh, Elementary 12. Um, and I would say check our website and, uh, and social media for dates as we get closer to January 4th for uh, when we'll have that ceremony for Nevlin.
0: So great. Thanks. Uh, thank you again to Tim and Darren. Uh, we are looking forward to the ribbon cutting Celebrations for for the opening of these uh, two facilities, and thank you to our listeners for joining us for this episode of We Are Ankeny. Make sure you click to follow us right now, and you'll get a notification when our next episode is posted. We are
1: Ankeny.
0: Thank you for listening to the We Are Ankeny podcast, the official podcast
1: of Ankeny Community Schools.